Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the House of Abraham. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode 11. So we got a lot to talk about today, as we always do, as I've talked about in previous episodes, the deluge of nonstop news and events and commentary is ever-flowing. It's like someone just put a little kink in the dam, and then the dam broke loose, and damn, (laughs) there's just so much, so much information and news and content and events and things that are happening every day. I just can't keep up with it all. I mean, literally, to keep up with everything that goes on every day in the political spectrum and pop culture, which are pretty much merged, one and the same now, I would need a full staff pretty much running 24-7. I don't have any of those things. I've got a microphone, uh, a free podcasting app, (laughs) and me just sitting here in my room recording. So... It is what it is. We do our best here at the House of Abraham to keep up with all political events and try to provide some sort of context and commentary. Um, but unfortunately, we get behind. Things just happen too much in the news cycle. We just we can't keep up here at the show. We do our best, but it is what it is. We're not, you know, a major news network. So that being said, episode eleven. Let's get on and into some of these topics. All right, so. Let's go, Brandon. All right, for those of you out there who have probably for sure heard this either on social media or you've heard people shouting it somewhere at a public event, or you've seen it on a t-shirt, some of your friends have hollered it out, who knows? Um, I try my best to try to stay up on pop culture just because I'm a podcaster, Um, but unfortunately, again, there's just so much that goes on day to day. Who can keep up with it all, right? So let's go, Brandon. What does that mean? Well, I can <laughs> I can tell you right now, I had not a clue what this meant. I've heard many, many of my friends post it on Facebook. I've seen people share it. Uh, I've heard people talk about it in public places. Um, I had no clue what the hell this meant. In fact, I kept saying to myself, who is Brandon and why do we care? Well, therein lies the joke. There is no Brandon. Well, maybe there is a Brandon, but it's certainly not in the context that we all think it is. So to my understanding, the way it was explained to me, there was a recent NASCAR race. And at this NASCAR race was a jeering crowd that kept shouting F Joe Biden. Uh, They kept saying it over and over and over. I guess they were going F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. And I guess... One of the reporters that was there uh, reporting on the NASCAR race, somebody asked them, what, what are they saying? We can't understand what they're saying. And the reporter responded, I believe they're saying, let's go, Brandon. Now, I have hearing problems. <laughs> okay. My time in the military and my time working on the flight line around F-35s, f 15s, F-16s, large, you know, cargo planes. I, I don't, my hearing is almost gone to nothing. Like, I have terrible hearing. But I don't understand how you could misconstrue F. Joe Biden with Let's Go Brandon. 
One, Brandon is a completely different name than Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I don't really know if the uh, misconstrued was purposeful or accidental or whether they were just, quote-unquote, coloring the news to a certain degree just to, you know, shade over what was actually being said and what was happening in that NASCAR event. But regardless, regardless, everybody understands now the crowd was shouting, F Joe Biden. That's what they were saying. They weren't saying, let's go, Brandon. And everybody knows that. And one of the podcasters that I listened to, uh, Tim Poole, as he pointed pointed out in a brilliant way of pointing this out, if you put F Joe Biden on a t-shirt, it's going to be very likely that people will not pay attention to that or it just, that doesn't have staying power. But if you put a funny slogan behind that, that means the same thing, well, you just knocked one right out of the park. Instead of saying F Joe Biden, you say, let's go Brandon. That is absolutely brilliant. That, my friends, has staying power. It's a brilliant marketing strategy. So, let's go Brandon. It's blowing up on social media. One of the places it's blowing up is iTunes. Apparently, there are some rappers that thought it'd be really cool to make a song called Let's Go Brandon. I must admit, I have not heard these songs yet. I'll get to it eventually. So, probably the funniest part of this whole story, besides the fact that there's a story behind the story, is the rap songs are now available on iTunes and pretty much every musical social media platform. What's even better is that they're number one on iTunes. (laughs) I guess there's been three versions made of the Let's Go Brandon rap songs, and they are streaming solid at number one, number two, and number three. And even the funniest story yet to all of this is that singer Adele is very upset at this. (laughs) Apparently Adele is upset because her song is now number four. Oh, poor thing. You just really feel bad for it, don't you? Uh, I wish I knew one of her songs. I could make a funny kind of reference to one of her songs right now, but I must admit I don't know any Adele songs. But we had my wife here. She could help me out. So, let's go, Brandon. Number one on iTunes. Also holding at the number two and number three spot are other versions of the Let's Go, Brandon rap song. (laughs) So not only is the Let's Go, Brandon rap song at the number one spot, but other subcategory versions of that song done by other rappers is also holding at number two and number three. So not only is Adele's song being beaten out by the first rapper who did a Let's Go Brandon song, but just other guys copying that song are beating her out at number two and number three. That's got to sting. That burns. Burn. So Adele's upset about it. We really uh, keep her in our thoughts and prayers. (laughs) All right. So if you're out there, and you are listening, please go out and support the Let's Go Brandon. Uh, Not for any other reason other than it's just culturally and 
politically just fantastic. Whether you agree or disagree, I don't care. You gotta admit that's a brilliant marketing strategy. Again, it's so much harder to get people to latch onto something when you say, hey man, F Joe Biden. Somebody, somebody might go, well, F you. But if you say, let's go Brandon, oh, that's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So apparently, let's go Brandon is available on t-shirts, hats, uh, flags, sweaters, hoodies, you name it. You can put that slogan on literally anything. One of my favorite ways to put it on something is a face mask. You know, the COVID mask. Put it on one of those and just wear it around and, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so, let's go Brandon. Hoorah. Next topic. This is a fun one. Anti-gun and staunch liberal Alec Baldwin, otherwise known in the acting world as little Alec Pew Pew. Accidentally, purposefully shot someone on set of one of his most recent films called Rust, which it sounds like he needs to knock some rust off because he sounds a little rusty, especially when you start shooting people accidentally, quote unquote. All right. So Alec, of course, uh, did the heroic and noble thing of immediately blaming the gun, the person he shot, the studio, the director, the armor, the producers, the weather, the caterers, his wife, my wife, John Bon Jovi, pilots on TV, and probably, last but not least, Smith & Wesson. So, of course, the news media flooded all over this, but the news media was very careful because you have to keep the democratic liberal perspective of you know, he's one of ours, so we can't attack him too rough because he's a anti-gun, Democrat, liberal, uh, and he buys into our BS, he drinks the Kool-Aid, he stands for everything that we stand for, so we can't jump on him too harshly. So the stories out of, you know, CNN and other channels have been, you know, very tongue-in-cheek, just kind of, oh, you know, just yeah, we're going to moderately jump into this a little bit, but we're certainly not going to come out and say anything too poignant about Alec Baldwin because we have to protect our own, right? But that's okay because the internet is far more vicious and visceral because believe me when I tell you, the memes are aplenty. And I believe Alec Baldwin, little Alec Pew Pew, just earned himself a permanent meme for the rest of his life. He will be a meme for the rest of his life. Which, hey, you know, some people say any press is good press, right? There's no such thing as bad press. So for Alec, maybe that's going to mean good things. Who knows? So, in case you all didn't already know, and again, I apologize, our news is old, but it's happening so fast we can't keep up. Alec Baldwin accidentally shot cinematographer Helena Hutchins and director Joel Souza. Uh, Helena died uh, on route to the hospital. She was shot in the chest. And Joel, the director, was shot in the shoulder. He did survive. So, obviously, Republicans and NRA advocates have taken to the interwebs to publicly shame both Alec and deservingly so, you know. Uh, I told my wife just the other night when we heard about this story that I think this is the last time we'll see Alec Baldwin 
for a very long, long time. I think this, I think he was already kind of in the twilight of his career anyway. And uh, man, what a way to go out with a bang. (laughs) I do apologize for that awful lame joke um, too soon. And also lame joke. So my apologies to Alec Baldwin. Little Alec Pew Pew. So, uh, again, Alec Baldwin is doing the thing that he does best, which is ducking and diving responsibility, even though he has been a major anti-gun person, persona, for many, many years. Alec Baldwin accidentally shoots two people because he claims the gun that he was handed was quote-unquote cold. Much like his cold, liberal heart. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, so, last but not least, we are moving into Jon Stewart, whom I've been talking quite a bit lately. Uh, He's been in the news quite a bit lately, so, you know, deservingly so. So Jon Stewart continues to make a uh, kind of, well, I should say, he makes moderate-level political waves as he continues his re-emergence back into the comedy spotlight. Uh, it seems like all of the things he's doing, all the interviews that he's been doing most, almost entirely on CNN, uh, he seems like he's less focused on being goofy in his, like he was in his previous, you know, persona. And now he seems far more serious and more political minded. Uh, he almost seems like he's on like a, kind of like a, a journey or a a mission of, of some sorts. Uh, you know, recently he took aim at the Wuhan Coronavirus Lab League, uh, going on CNN and basically, you know, explaining that it was a leak out of a laboratory in Wuhan, China. And why are we pretending that it's not? And then, of course, his more notable appearance on Stephen Colbert, where he basically said the same thing. It's a Wuhan, China lab leak. Why are we pretending like it's not? And then recently he went on CNN and basically chastised the entire CNN News Corps uh, for blaming Trump for everything. Basically what he said was, he's just a man. He's just one man. He's not the boogeyman. He's not some devil or demon. He's just a man. You guys need to let it go. Let him go. To which the CNN correspondent that John Stewart was talking with, and I can't remember what his name was, basically just completely ignored that nuance from John Stewart. Just walked right around it, didn't even note it or you know acknowledge it. And then he went on to do more Trump bashing, which just proved John's point even more that hey, you guys just can't let it go. You've got to let Donald Trump go. He's not president. He hasn't been president for nearly a year now. He may or may not run in 2024, but guess what? That's three years down the road. Let it go. He's not your boogeyman. He's not the devil. He's not the antichrist. He was a man. He served as president, and it's over. Let it go. You can't keep ringing that bell. That that ship has sailed. To which the CNN correspondent and everybody there just ignored John. Just, you know, basically just completely washed right over everything he said. Uh, so, again, is it to just make John's point even more? Uh, at one point, the CNN correspondent looked at John and said, and referred to Trump as disruptive. 
And I remember when I came home that night after listening to that CNN episode with Jon Stewart, I remarked to my wife, I said, they called him disruptive. And that really kind of struck a chord with me. And I, 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 I don't want to say I struggled with that, but I really focused and thought about that saying, saying that about somebody. Calling a former president disruptive. It brought so many things to the forefront of my mind. And then I thought to myself, what else would you call disruptive? Well, I think you would call somebody disruptive, someone whom you are threatened by. And then I pictured, I pictured people in history that have probably been labeled disruptive. And I don't care if you agree with these colorful examples or not, but I think about people who made a difference in history that were probably at the time labeled disruptive. Now, I certainly don't want to give too much credence to Donald Trump. I, I voted for him. I supported him. I still in, enjoy who he is and what he is. Far be it for me to say that he's the, I don't think he's the best president we've ever had. I, don't, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, was he the worst president we've ever had? Eh, I wouldn't say that either. I think he had pluses and minuses. He's a man. He's a human being. He's going to have faults. But to be labeled disruptive, again, made me think about people who were labeled disruptive at the time that they were around, probably because people were threatened and terrified by what they could do. You know who else was labeled disruptive? And before I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is the same as this list of people, okay? I'm just simply making an argument that these people were also labeled disruptive. Martin Luther King was labeled disruptive. Do you think the KKK liked Martin Luther King going out and talking about, I have a dream, we're all created equal? Rosa Parks was labeled disruptive. She could have just sat in the back of the bus and kept her mouth shut, but she stood up. She stood up and she stood up again and she stood up again and she stood up again and fought for what was right. I bet $1,000 Rosa Parks would have been labeled disruptive by the CNN News Corps. Muhammad Ali, probably labeled disruptive. He was asked to go to war and he became a conscientious objector. And then he fought for, you know, uh, the civil rights and the, for the people of his black people, his, his community. He stood up for his people. You think he wasn't labeled disruptive? Lots of people in history have been labeled disruptive. So for the CNN news correspondent to say that Donald Trump was disruptive, quote unquote, that tells you everything you ever need to know about what kind of people are reporting, quote unquote, at the CNN Communist News Network, and what kind of man Donald Trump really was for this country. Was he fantastic and phenomenal? Eh, that's debatable. Was he a horrible, demonic, human piece of garbage? No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was at all. Uh, you know, he's a man of many faults and many great strengths. And I'd vote for him again in 2024. Chances are I'm probably going to if he runs with DeSantos. But disruptive? Okay, fine. He's disruptive because he did not follow the political party lines. 
And I think the real thing to take away from here is, boys and girls, if you are labeled as disruptive by the Communist News Network, chances are you're probably doing something right. And just keep on keeping on. (laughs) Thank you so much, y'all, for joining me on this episode 11. Again, I do apologize for so many long breaks in between the episodes. I'm currently in school, uh, working on my bachelor's and my master's in seminary. Um, I've always got stuff going on. I'm a busy, busy man. I try to stay that way. So again, it is hard to tend to these these issues and get to things quickly. Uh, I get to them as quickly and as expediently as I possibly can, but unfortunately, life just gets in the way and it happens the way it happens. So, again, I know that some of these issues that we're talking about, political commentaries, are things that have already occurred days ago. Um, Again, I apologize for that, but there's nothing I can do about it. I I can only get to this when I can get to it. So, thank you again for joining me. Thank you for supporting this show. New episodes are always on the way. I'm constantly writing down new content and new material ideas just so I can bring them to you guys at the forefront of what's going on in this country. In the meantime, be good to each other, be good to your neighbors, be good to everybody. Uh, I try to preach that Democrats and Republicans, we're all human beings. No one is ever born Democrat or born Republican. We're born a human first. So despite what you may hear on this show, if you have liberal Democratic friends, pray for them, tell them you love them, give them respect, uh, show them respect, and just you know, be good to each other. Treat each other the way we all deserve to be treated. Regardless of what our political differences are, we are all human beings and we are all God's children at the end of the day. Go forth and prosper. Nanu, nanu.